0: Hey, I'm Erica Jarvis. And I'm Amy Randolph. And this is Podcast Rewind. The podcast about all of the podcasts that we just can't stop listening to. Yeah, check us out. See what we're doing on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PodcastRWD. And then come find us on Facebook. Search us, Podcast Rewind. And after that, come over to Patreon to support the show
1: and get access to exclusive bonus content. So that's Patreon.com slash Podcast
0: Rewind. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey there, welcome to episode 28 of Podcast Rewind. I'm Amy Randolph. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Amy Randolph. And right here across the podcast table from me is...
0: Hey everybody, this is the other half of Podcast Rewind and I am Erica Jarvis. You can find me on all of the social platforms at Erica Jarvis.
1: Hey, so welcome back to Orlando, Erica.
0: Thank you so much. I've been gone for a couple of days and trying to get back into the habit of all things life work, and podcasts. And a little play. And a little play is a little struggle for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm on a struggle bus. It's so much to juggle. All the balls in the air. <laughs> it really is. Absolutely. Yeah, I was gone for a couple of days at a bachelorette party. Whoop. Party! Yes, but despite the fact that the party was in the middle of the woods without any Wi-Fi, I did manage to sneak in a podcast or two on some flights. Okay, good. And, you know, you do need to chill out, relax,
1: now that you're back in Orlando. So what do you do that with? Of course. Alcohol.
0: Yay! Yay. So you having we, a nice red wine that looks like, God, I cheers. always drop the coaster. You are always dropping coasters. Dropping the ball, dropping the coaster, <laughs> dropping <laughs> everything. So guys, if this is your first time joining us at Podcast Rewind, Amy and I love to talk about podcasts. Podcasts we listen to, update each other, recap, allst, while imbibing in alcohol. And, and today right. I'm having a red wine.
1: I'm having a Pinot Grigio. Nice. Really, neither of them are like of names to note. So, wow. <laughs> mine's mine's white. Yours is red. It is grape. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be grapes, and no, now no, it's alcohol. No, it's no alcohol. Nature's so.
0: miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed, and I feel like I just threw my back out. Oh my god, uh, we are I'm so old. <laughs> old. I just
1: came home from the chiropractor, and my back is sore from like getting cracked. You're yes. sore.
0: Getting old. I had, like, sucks. This weekend there was, like, you know, sharing beds and, you know, sleeping wherever (laughs) you can find a spot. And so it was just, like, got to get my body back into the habit of a nice, tight eight hours every night, get some good sleeps in. Yeah. And you know, maybe I need to lay on that mat thing, that needle mat. What was that? Oh, called? an acupuncture, the acupuncture mat. Yeah, mat. guys, if you don't have one, you should totally get one. It just kind of stimulates your back and circulation and it feels delightful, though it kind looks of. like you're laying on a pile of needles. Well,
1: you know, it's literally almost like a bed of nails. It's yeah. like a it's like a, a foam mat, like almost like a workout yeah. mat, but then there's all these plastic needles coming out of yeah. it. And you lay there but it it's it's like a bed of nails. Like, it, you know, the power combined of all the yes. nails makes it not horrible until you sit up and they dig into your ass. That's oh, the hard yeah. part. you got
0: to roll off gracefully. I know. Maybe when we're done, yeah, we'll take a moment to relax and lay on our bed of nails because we're old. So but. Old. We are still podcasting, nonetheless. (laughs) So, um, Amy, now that I am back in town, do you want to tell me what you were obsessed with this past week?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm obsessed with something that I heard about on a podcast. Uh I was listening to a show I brought up last week, um, This Is Why You're Single. Oh, yeah. And they mentioned this story in The New Yorker, and they just kind of vaguely mentioned it, but Mm -hmm. it piqued my interest, and they said, you know, if you haven't read Cat Person, Go read cat person. Okay. So I got
0: home and I Googled it. It's a story. In- Wait, did you just Google cat person? Because that might have been a delightful <laughs> little search. Well, engine. I did. I and don't, Google was like, hey, girl, we see you. We know,
1: Amy. <laughs> we know. No, I, I knew that it, I, I was smarter than that. Okay. Sometimes I'm smarter than I look. Uh huh. It's not often, but yeah. smarter um, than um, I, I knew to search New Yorker cat person story. Got it. Right. Uh, So I got on the first hit and the Google search, what I was looking for. So I went on to read this story, um, knowing it was kind of a a single, female-focused story. I was just interested. And I really just got so taken with it uh because it was just so relatable in so many ways and relatable in different circumstances in my life. So the story, uh, just to recap quickly, a 20-year-old college student named Margot meets um, she she's working at a movie theater behind the concession stand and she meets uh, an older older she's guessing early 30s man named Robert and they kind of flirt a little bit he asks her for her number and she's flattered so she gives it to him it's a great meet cute yeah very you know meet cute and they wind up forming this friendship Uh over text message where she's starting to find that She wants to text him all day, every day, and he's very responsive. And then it grows, and they um, it becomes one of those kind of power struggles. They Uh can feel that the other isn't texting back right away. You know, the need and the control and the back and forth. And then eventually they make a plan to kind of go on a date in real life. Mm -hmm. And she meticulously, and, and this is a fictional story. Okay. But she lays out, it just feels so, so... Something that we've all experienced, yeah, Yeah. something natural, the way the date progresses. And she winds up sleeping with him, and it's miraculously bad.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) The sex. Oh, no. And
1: she kind of realizes, as she is starting to, you know, get into it with him, like, this isn't going to go well. And some other red flags from earlier in the night kind of start going off. Not in a way that she doesn't (sighs) feel in danger, Uh right? But it's just, she does one of those things that I think we've all done, like, you know what, I'm just going to get this over with. Yeah. And then I can just move on. So then through kind of a mean way, she winds up ghosting him, and then he winds up stalking her in a bar like a month later and rage texting her that night, and oh. the story ends with him calling her a whore.
0: Oh, hmm. lovely.
1: Yeah, which is so, uh, like of the I moment. Said, so of the moment, happens so often uh, in, this, in this text world, But it also did take me back to some situations I was in when I was 20 and in college and, you know, knowing that I was young and cute and getting away with it. You know, neither of the people in the story are fully right or fully wrong. There's shit that you don't like about both of them. But I recommend it. It's on my Facebook. If you're friends with me, you can find it there. Or else just Google search New Yorker cat person. Um, Maybe we'll put it on the um, Facebook page as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then going from that, you know, kind of searching down that Google search page, Mm -hmm. there were so many other stories about it. It came out in December of 2017. It evidently went pretty viral. It was talked about a lot. I missed all of that
0: five months ago. I wouldn't read anything called Cat Person, so I can see how (laughs) it didn't come my way. I can't believe it wasn't emailed (laughs) to me based on my (laughs) searches.
1: Um, but the discussion about it, some people were relaying it to the Me Too movement. I don't uh, think it really belongs in that category, but, and then other people talking about how terrible she was, and she fat shamed him, and, you know, she definitely talks about, you know, he took off his clothes, and look at that soft hairy belly. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um So, anyway, it, it spoke to me, not in like a life-changing way. It just sometimes it feels good to read something that's just so relatable, uh-huh. and you can sit in and hashtag relatable. hashtag relatable. So I'm obsessed with Cat Person.
0: Okay. And I'm also a- eight. just going I to like let that one slide <laughs> and move on. What are you obsessed with? Well, I think it was, should be pretty obvious. Going to a bachelorette party this weekend was so stinking fun. So if anyone has listened in the past, they might remember an episode called Roommate Rewind. Yes. And thinking. my college roommate, Rachel, she is getting married in June, and this past weekend was her bachelorette party. Yes. So it was fun. It was like a lake house, like three hours outside of D.C., chill, relax. There are some stories that are not my stories to share, I don't believe. I will tell Amy off the air, but ladies, if you are at that bachelorette party and you are listening, I see you, and I think we all bonded over a thing. And we all know what we did. We all know what happened, or we all know what they someone did. Right. But um, it was a ton of fun. Always great to see Rachel. A bunch of her friends from home used to come visit us at Penn State all of the time. So it was like a really fun reunion. Fun. So, yeah, it was great. Well, mazel
1: to Rachel and yes, Ben. Yes, congrats
0: to Rachel and Ben and podcasts. And podcasts. Yes. yes.
1: You ready to move on to pop-ups?
0: I think so. I do have a few this week. What about
1: you? I've got a couple. Yeah? Um, I want to kick it off. My heart is so happy that I found a podcast about a thing. You know how I love reality television. What? 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 And you know how I love recap podcasts. What? About reality televisions. And do you know what the greatest thing in the world that MTV gave me in April is?
0: Well, okay. So I know for a fact Laguna Beach has not come back. It has not. It has not. Norah's the Hills. Come
1: on. You can do it. You can do it.
0: Taxi Sonakui? Come
1: on. Yeah! (laughs) <laughs> yes, taxis are here. Yeah. Jersey Shore family vacation is on the air. All these knuckleheads are brought back together, minus Sammy Sweetheart, for reasons a. I can fully understand. <laughs> yeah. Watching this shit, um, but the rest of the gang is back together. Guidos unite. They are in Miami, actually, not actually on the shore, but hmm. um, we are now five episodes into what I think is a six or seven episode run. Um, the show has been delightful. Yeah, it's. Felt like coming home, watching all mm. of these people come back together. You know, they're all older now. They've all had a lot more plastic surgery. Oh, a yeah. lot of them have had children. They're all in different places in their lives, but you put them back together, and it's some of the same old shit. Well,
0: are they still gym tan laundering?
1: They GTL. They absolutely nice. did, except for Dina. She's like, we're on vacation. <laughs> Who works out on vacation, you crazies? <laughs> It's oh my so it just so them and it's they make terrible decisions but they oh, love yeah. each other. And so I have been reading the recaps on vetches.com mm-hmm. and Vulture.com, but it just it left me lacking. Yeah. There was something I was missing and I figured out it was a
0: podcast. Oh
1: yeah. I need a podcast recap. I would really love it if Ronnie and Ben from Watch What
0: Crappens. Oh would my god. Do and what it, because like they a do transformations are so oh. spot on for all the housewives. Oh I'd be they so could happy. crush. A snooky J WOW combo. Absolutely.
1: But I did look out. I did find a podcast called Jersey Shore Family Reunion. Family. <laughs> it's hosted by four um, ex summer house roommates. Oh, okay. So they are self prescribed Guidos. Uh huh. And in like the late 2000s, early like 2010, 2011. Uh-huh. These four would go share a summer house on the shore together. Yeah. And watch Jersey Shore. Amazing. And kind of, like, they lived that lifestyle, too, and they were obsessed with the show. So there's one girl, Becky, and three guys. There's, like, a and a Phil and... Oh, so there's guidos and guidettes. Yes. There's one guidette and three guidos. Um, but they are recapping the show episode by episode on their podcast, Jersey Shore Family Reunion. Nice. Um, yeah, they do funny impressions. Of course. They talk about how Snooki is the greatest physical comedian of our time. Oh, that's true. Because true. if you go watch, I think it's in the second episode, her trying to move the sex doll that's representing Sammy in the house. <laughs> and she's trying to move it by herself and she doesn't realize how heavy it is. And it, I mean, it really is. Oh, yeah. Just
0: physical comedy at its greatest. She's, that's. That was classic Snooki. Like she was so tiny and so drunk, and she would just like walk around with like glasses like hanging off her face, or like a sombrero maybe, and just like attempt to do normal things. She She'd also be like
1: She also goes to bed early on the first night after peeing in the pool with her leather pants still on. By the what? way, yeah. But then she wakes up in the morning and she goes out to the patio where everyone has. But after she went to bed, they ordered like tons and tons of pizzas, and she missed it all. And she was like, "Pizza! It's got ants on it. Oh, this one doesn't." And she just lays down and just sideways crams a piece of pizza into her face, and then is talking to the rest of the pie, like that she's taken <laughs> one slice out of, and she's like, "I love you." It's just <laughs> classic syncing. Oh, it feels so good. Uh, and so I'm so glad that there is a podcast recap show. Oh,
0: good! I'm so happy for you. Listening.
1: Yep. Family sure, with an N. Mm. <laughs> family. Or family reunion, excuse me. Also good, like fan.
0: Yeah, like, fans of. My, yeah,
1: the, yeah, I think they're fans of, and also like that Jersey accent. It's my family. Oh, yeah. It's So funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Okay, so, um, You know, you're new to the podcast space and, um, I mean, what do we do, like six months now, seven months? Yeah, yeah. So um, there and then I've been blogging for about two years now. Mm -hmm. There are bloggers and podcasters and influencers for other people who want to do that. So people yes. who have a blog yes. who did such a great job at it, now they blog to tell you how to be a better blogger. And same with influencers. forward. Yeah, exactly. And same with podcasters. So I have been listening to a new one called The Influencer Podcast with Julie Solomon. She is like a blogger for bloggers. She is a New York Times bestseller and she's a publicist in New York City. So she really knows what she's doing when it comes down to this kind of stuff. And so, um, fun fact, she's married to the guy from That Thing You Do. Tom Hanks? No, I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one guy whose name I can't pronounce, Jonathan, like sheesh? sheesh. Sure. It's
1: been years like the of
0: main this guy that was dating. The yeah, the main, not the drummer. Uh-huh. Shades. Um, it's been so long. I'll just boy. believe you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she's married to the lead singer. <laughs> actor. I mean, actor. You know what I'm yep. saying. So, um, of course, I was giving it a go, and I just want to shout out episode 29, and she had Lauren Everett on from The Skinny Confidential, who mm-hmm. I love. Her show, she just talked all about how Lauren was able to turn her blog into a multi service brand and like just the power of being resourceful and your own kind of boss. So, just like some quick highlights, she was just talking about in the episode, like how to um, work with others instead of trying to force yourself on a brand, show brands that you can play well with others in the sandbox and build each other up, which I loved because. Here at Podcast Rewind, we love building up other podcasters we do, we're all about and, and pod friends. Pod friends and there is enough room for everybody in iTunes. So I mean if you wanted to rate us five stars and boost us room. up. There's more, There's more room. There's more room for more ratings. <laughs> but one thing that Lauren called out that I had never heard of before was called content marketing. Okay. So um I will explain it to you. For example, when you think of Kylie Jenner, what do you think of? Lipstick and baby named Stormi. Well, yeah. her <laughs> lips. Right? So before she ever came out with her line of lipstick, her lips were her brand. Yes. And that was what she was constantly doing on Instagram, like showcasing in all of the different ways that she does her lips. And then finally one day dropped, oh, I'm doing a lip kit. Yes. Same with Kim Kardashian. Like, I'm the best at contouring. Look at all my videos of how you can contour. Look at contouring this different basically way. it. And then she dropped a contour kit. Yeah. So all about how you kind of start to market yourself in a certain way before you drop your brand or your product I to see. purchase. And then by that point in time, you just equate those two so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. So it was just really fascinating, so if anybody who's listening is interested in trying to get into blogging or anything else in that influencer space, I highly suggest Julie's podcast. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. I like it. Thanks.
1: Um, excuse me.
0: Get that <clears> podcast <throat> cough my out, podcast girlfriend. cough.
1: Got to do one every show. <laughs> um, I found a new podcast today that I want to tell you about. Oh, cool. It is called Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig. Is
0: that... Who
1: I think yes, it's going to be. Yes, the hosts are Yay. Terry and Heather DeBrow. DeBrow. So let's Or as go we back.
0: call her, Champs. Champs.
1: So Heather DeBrow is a former cast member of The DeBrow Real Housewives. Housewives of Orange County. And her husband, Terry, uh, was a fame whore while she was on the show, <laughs> but then went on to- Fame whore of a doctor. Fame whore of a doctor. Who, he originally was on that old makeover show, The Swan. Ugh, it was was, so good. That was the original, like, plastic surgery makeover show. Yeah, for sure. He was on that, so, you know, and the story kind of behind the scenes goes that he really pushed Heather towards being on O.C., Uh even though she wasn't really interested. Um, But now, Terry has his own reality makeover plastic surgery show with another former O.C. ex-husband, Paul Massif. Yes. So... Um, kind of going hand in hand, Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig is a podcast hosted by Terry and Heather Dubrow. They talk about their skincare and beauty line, mm-hmm. um, their diet. He tells kind of um, stories from the operating room. Yeah. So he was kind of teasing what you're going to see on the upcoming season of Botch, Oh, okay. Which cool. Which is about to come back to E. who's our aren't E, right? He said his big thing that he's going to deal with this year is people who have... Um, put illegal butt injections in, oh, and yeah. how like it's causing problems in their. Cardi ass. B
0: has illegal butt
1: injections she got from some woman. Yeah, they were in the Bronx. About, they were talking about it. How like there are these butt injection parties. Like they used yeah. to have Botox. I think they still do. Some people have. I'd love to be invited in home Botox parties. <laughs> but but we've been warned for years now how dangerous that is. Uh-huh. Like a doctor really needs to yeah. be doing that in a you know clean doctor environment. Oh for sure. Don't get someone to inject shit in your face at your girlfriend's house while you're drinking wine. So because you're
0: going in the doctor's office, if they got it, you know, <laughs> bottoms
1: up. Um, but now I guess people are doing this with butt injections, and it's dangerous. And they also talked about a really interesting trend that Terry is seeing in yeah. his practice that he's calling Snapchat dysmorphia. <gasps> yes. So because of these beauty filters. Um, people are literally going in and saying let me make me look like this it's me but better it's me but better and terry is having to; he's turning these people away Good. and then there are also people that he kind of says on the flip side of the coin come in with like a no makeup selfie and they're just the selfie culture is all this face tune mm-hmm. and the beauty filters that you take your own selfie. And I do this to myself all the time. You know, I think I'm a relatively decent looking person. Yeah. But I take a selfie and I'm like, who's that troll I on my phone? I have never
0: been more hideous in my life. Because
1: I think I'm going to look like Kim Kardashian when she just sticks her arm out and uh-huh. takes a selfie. I mean, you know, I am not good enough to know that she has planned all of the bright lighting. Yeah. That she's using these the filters. The Yeah, she's got the loomy light on the phone. So these, uh, you know, so then there, so there's the first the people that make me look like the filter, but then there's these other people that are like, look, I'm so ugly. Look at my selfie. And Terry has to tell them like, no, that's just a bad picture. <laughs> just you know, these other pictures don't look at that and think that you should look like that in your selfie yeah. unless you're going to put in all that work and him having it. Like you need a psychologist, not plastic surgery. Yeah. So it was an interesting. It was the first episode I ever listened to. I didn't catch which number it was. Um, we'll get it in the show notes. And I think they come out once a week. And it's just fun to hear Terry and Heather talk to each other. Oh, yeah. Because she stopped in the middle and she was like, I'm sorry, are we going on the date night tonight? Did you figure this out? Or are you Fine. canceling on me again? And he was like, no, baby, I got something planned for you. So funny. He was like, the kids were being shitty to you last night, so I have something really nice Aww. planned. Some so bother yeah, money. It's fun. That's nice. I like it. It's called Dr. and Mrs. Guinea Pig. Fun.
0: So um, we talked about this. Podcast a couple episodes Armchair Expert. Have
1: uh-huh. you continued to be listening? I listened to the Ellen one and I downloaded a couple others that I want to listen
0: to but I have slept. Real Talk, didn't love the Ellen one. It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Um but the other day when I was at Rachel's we were talking about Armchair Expert. And how I just, you know, had finished the Lauren Graham one and loved it. We're both Gilmore Girls fans. So um, she was on Parenthood, and that's where she met Dax Shepard. Right. So they have a great conversation. Um, He's super fixated on, like, her childhood because she was born in Hawaii but moved to Japan. Mm -hmm. And then after a couple of years, ended up um, maybe in Vietnam and then finally coming back to the States and living in Virginia. But, like, as she was telling her childhood story, Dax would be like, and then you went to Virginia? She, well, uh, like, in a few years, but, like, you asked me to, to tell you my childhood story. He's like, oh, okay. He was She's jumping like, her. He was jumping her. And she was like, my God, man, oh, I will no. get to Virginia. Give it a minute. And he was like, I don't know why I want you there so bad. Like, their banter was, like, so brother-sister oriented. Oh, sure. Because that's what it was on parenthood. And it was so funny and interesting to hear. And I had read her book. Um, I think it was called Talking As Fast As I Can and she talked so much about how she became an actress and definitely later on in life and she was never going to be like the hot girlfriend down the street you know she knows her a lot in like the Hollywood lane right so I was talking to Rachel about it and she was like well you heard the Zach Braff episode right and I was this like that's one that I have downloaded and I was means, like no do I want to and I thought she was there were a couple times I thought she was going to murder me like one when I told her like real talk I don't care about the royal wedding or the baby and she was like what? Or Jersey Shore. Or, and when I told her, I'm like, I'm not really watching Jersey Shore. She was like, why are you here? And I was like, I don't know I you. I don't know why I'm here. It's like, you two have grown apart. <laughs> we really have. <laughs> but so she was like, you've got to listen to the Zach Braff one. Okay. So I downloaded it and I listened to it on the plane yesterday on my way home. And it was, it was excellent. Awesome. I mean, and the big thing is that everybody talks about how they're basically doppelgangers and how, mm-hmm. like, they kind of both realized it as they were up and coming. And Zach, Zach. Yeah, was it Zach or Dax? Their Uh-oh. names are also kind of confusing that now that I'm confusing. thinking about it and saying it out loud. Dax Shepard said he would see Zach Braff gets and they'd be like, oh man, that role could have been mine. Well, it's not now. Like, he was like, I got to compete against you. Mm-hmm. But one thing that was really funny is um, Zach Braff said all the time people will come up to him like, oh my God, it is so good to see you. I love your wife. <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> like, well, oh. I'm single, so you think I'm, you know, Dax Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. I love Kristen Bell too, uh-huh. but Dax gets to boner. Exactly. So, like, all of their stories and, like, how they were crisscrossing and they have, like, a whole plan to, like, play twins, separated at birth, <laughs> and, like, do a whole parent trap kind of movie, but come together as adults. Oh, my God, please. It would be so good. I'll, I'll donate to the Kickstarter for that. For, uh, they have enough money. <laughs>
1: um, but Zach did a Kickstarter to do a... I don't know if it was a sequel to Garden State or whatever his latest movie, Zach did, a, like a crowdsourcing funding. Oh, I think funding. right. And I think that's the first time people started really hearing about getting projects off the ground through crowdsourcing. Oh, yeah. No, I do think I remember that. Mm-hmm. It was several years ago. Yeah. Before, you know, anytime someone fell down and cut their knee, they started to go fund me for themselves.
0: <laughs> no shit. Oh, sorry. I had to Ooh, get that, that off my hole. chest. Somebody's been waiting to say that. Whoa. Um, but anyway, for those who are wondering, Lauren Graham is the April 9th episode of Armchair Expert, and Zach Braff is April 2nd. Fab. Yeah, it was really good. All right. We want to take a quick break and then come back and dive deep into some serious podcasting. (laughs) Yes. Hey, guys. We want to take a quick second from the show and say thank you and shout out our Patreon subscribers.
1: That's right. Let's start off with our very first intro rewinder, and that would be Sandy Randolph also known
0: as the Mother Vault Podcaster. She's pretty rad. But also, we have a professional rewinder joining our group, and that is April Valdez of Salon Bon Tempo. Guys, check her out on Instagram, at Salon Bon Tempo. See what she's doing. And if you are in the Orlando area, or you can drive to see her, it's a must. She's amazing. That's right. We love her, and we love all of our Patreon
1: subscribers. So come on over and join us there, patreon.com slash podcast rewind. All right,
0: now let's get back to our recaps. Let's go. Hey, guys. Welcome back. All right, Amy, going mm-hmm. deep. Big podcast time. Okay. I found okay. a new one. All right. Um, right. It's been popping up a lot on my Stitcher, mm-hmm. like as a recommendation. It's called Ex-Roommates. Okay. So we are current roommates. Current, And yes. these two are not. But I have ex-roommates. I have ex-roommates as well. Just I don't have a podcast yet. with them. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so Ex-Roommates is Herschel and Parker, and they're ex-roommates who just try to keep up with current events and pop culture. So... Say the names again. Herschel and Parker. Herschel. So both men? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So still very opposite of us. We yep. are women who live together. They are men who no longer live together.
1: <laughs> These things are not like the others. <laughs>
0: <laughs> However, one thing bonds them both. And? Podcasts. Yay! Yay! Or bit. maybe two things because episode 19 I had to listen to. Okay conspiracy theories yes yes yes. so this one is all about the Illuminati and 9-11 Ooh. so first things first the Illuminati if you are listening I am so very sorry and I hope that I didn't mean it don't you come, come for didn't me mean it. do not come for me unless I send for you that's my I might be sending for the Illuminati I'm not entirely sure so um when you think of the Illuminati you think of like Beyonce, Jay Z, like throwing up those like diamond symbols at concerts, and and also all the Dan Brown books, like Angels and Demons. Yes. That, you so know. you're super
1: well versed in this kind of world. It's been a long time since I've read those books, but I did have a, like a moment right uh-huh. after college when I was reading those. That uh, yeah, I yeah. was in. I was in. Yeah, not the group, but like <laughs> the way you're into Scientology, I was into the Illuminati. Yeah, and, for a
0: and while. here's the thing: Illuminati added to the list. Yeah, because it's things I just can't understand. It's cults and, because they yes. won't let me in. Um, <laughs> don't so, think you want to be in. I don't think i do either so for those who aren't aware of the illuminati the way amy and i are they're a secret society of people in power who the thought is that they kind of control everything in this world yeah so um this episode is all about do they have anything to do with 9-11 so first things first 9-11 did happen in 2001 it's Uh been a minute so we're hopeful that um you don't mind hearing us talk about it and so i am recapping what these guys had to say so um they kind of just – oh, they had a special guest this week, their buddy Matt King. So there was three guys kind of just diving deep into this whole topic. So um, they just kind of went through, like, the back end of the Illuminati. Like, it was kind of thought that they were maybe the reason for the French Revolution. So it goes back far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, in 1975, a book called The Illuminati's Trilogy mm-hmm. was first published. And then in 1994, Steve Jackson created a card game based on the book called The Illuminati, The New World Order. Yes. So, have you ever heard of the card game? Have you played it? I have not played the card game, but I know of that
1: book. Yeah. Kind of in relation to, like, that Mona Lisa thing that I was talking about and those uh-huh. Dan Brown things. That that book is part of it. And then, like, the Priory of Scion yes. is part of it, too. Anyway, exactly. Keep going.
0: So, just to give you an idea, like like I said, these cards were made in, like, 1994, this whole game. And, okay. um... I think it's kind of like Magic the Gathering kind of stuff. If you fully play a game with these cards. It's not like Uno or so it's anything like, like that. It's a game based on this rumor of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So, um, some cards that are depicted um, are a woman who looks very similar to Hillary Clinton with Ooh. a leash and collar around her neck. Shit. Um, a gentleman who would. Be kind of orangey with blonde hair as, like, a presidential figure? No, 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 no. no. And then um, the most upsetting card in the deck are two towers with a plane <sighs> crashing into them. Oh, no, This yeah. was made in 1994? 1994. Uh, wait. And the, and the
1: person that made it was deep into...
0: He based, based this card game off of the book, The Illuminati and New World oh Order. Oh, God. So it's like, there are things in regards to the Illuminati and the stuff that it's like, is that a coincidence? Is... What is this? And that's kind of, whoa, so, I know. I'm a little mind blown. I, exactly. And there was another card in there that was kind of like a Bill Clinton figure kind of person who was like on a stand or something like that, if I remember correctly. So it's just like, these cards were aligning with things that just don't make sense. Like, you know, the Hillary Clinton thing with like the leash and stuff around her neck, like that she can be controlled. Yeah. That was a thing that, you know, Republicans were saying for quite some time that she has been controlled by, you know, mm-hmm. big business and stuff like that. So, it's a little it's mind Uh-huh. Absolutely. Like, it's being foretold. So, um, just another fun fact. There are a couple of companies out in the world that are thought to have been run by people who may or may not run in this circles. One would be a very large soda company. Mm-hmm. Another one would Which one? be- one? P or C? I think C. Okay. Another one would be a very large entertainment corporation.
1: Uh-huh. That
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Oh <laughs> It didn't. It didn't. And, in fact, I've seen some old cartoons that that company has put out uh-huh. that, in the background, there are very Illuminati-esque kind of symbols.
1: Yeah, there are commie things in there, too. Uh-huh, I hear. yeah. And a so, little bit uh, of racism.
0: Yes, of yeah, I know. Uh-uh. uh-uh. Um, but, so, just, like, another fun fact, like, you know, the thought is that the Illuminati, like, really runs, like, the whole world. And um, there's this family called the Rothschild. Not our buddy from another work. Buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this family controls one third of the world's wealth mm-hmm. that is a really big name
1: uh-huh it's a it is, jewish name exactly like, yeah you hear it a lot and it sounds like
0: someone got mm-hmm. that much. and it's not that they kind of it's believed that they run the illuminati okay so if you think about it they own 33 percent of all the money in the world and if there is an illuminati yeah they're probably the head of it sure right there's they're on the crown like thrones and stuff so other people that have been thought to be in the illuminati are bankers the Pope, mm-hmm. politicians, um, all to create basically one world government. So they continue to talk about how NATO and the United Nations are, quote, unquote, in on it. Right. And um, one of the guys said the greatest thing that I really thought of us, uh-huh. because we joke around about POU, people like us. You want to hang out with people like you. Yep. So he was like, okay. Is this truly that these people are all in the Illuminati or, like, rappers who have a lot of money hang out together because like people hang with like people? Yes. Billionaires hang out with billionaires because they just can't. They're not going to hang out with plebes like us. Kanye likes Trump because narcissists like narcissists. Yes. However, and I should do an addendum to my obsessions, somebody came out with a Twitter rant today or yesterday about what Kanye is actually doing right now. And he feels like it's a very Joaquin Phoenix uh, like Nay, um, Andy Kaufman oh, yeah. art piece that he's doing. Okay, we'll get into you that. You can later. Google it and it was actually very fascinating. Well, maybe let's do a bonus on it. <laughs> maybe, Kanye. Um Ugh. so another thing that kinda goes along with the Illuminati are like secret societies. Um, so Freemasons, the Skulls, all yes. of those. And they so, say all the presidents are Freemasons. I was just about so to sad. say. No, don't worry. Presidents historically have all been in secret societies. Maybe not Freemasons, but maybe Skull and Bones Society. Mm-hmm. Because they're often at Ivy League schools. Right. We and should... most presidents go to Ivy League schools. Most. <laughs> I, I said Most. <laughs> Um, but so then like, when you really get down to it, and I think this is something that I talk about all of the time, I'm obsessed with things that I cannot understand. Mm-hmm. So when we come down into conspiracies, they're really created because people don't know how to believe what they're being told or can't believe it or just can't wrap their mind around it. Think about the moon landing. Yeah. I have seen so many shows really showing we landed on the fucking moon, we landed on the moon. but Joe Schmo and his trailer and 19 cats and four teeth are like, I saw strings. Because in his mind, there's no way a rocket got to the moon. That and people say that the flag was blowing in the wind and, you know, people there's no wind. People who have never does. taken, past an eighth grade science class have the deepest thoughts of how it should look on the moon. It's like, my God, man, what is wrong with you? You know what? The flat earth people are starting to freak me out.
1: Like Same. They're coming out of the woodwork like the Nazis did.
0: Did you? Oh, yeah. And you I know? saw a great photo the other day of the solar system and all of the planets were around and Earth was like flat <laughs> and it was just like really man they just had a big convention in like ireland or something i mean like Earth- we're like the time runs through the middle fuck
1: yeah the <laughs> flat earthers. It's a it's really fucked up. fucked up anyway it's i'm super so sorry up. no
0: you're totally fine to worry about it so anyway um we both know like after that a lot of conspiracies did come out yes. about it absolutely so you know um Two planes crashed into the twin towers, one into the Pentagon, and then Flight 93 crashed in PA. It was said that it was going on its way to Chicago, mm-hmm. not to Pittsburgh, the way people in my school thought. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we did know that you know the Al Qaeda was trained by U.S. flight schools. Mm-hmm. How we have no idea, but very unfortunate. Part, very oversight. unfortunate. Um, you know. Came out Osama Bin Laden did his video was like that was me and my boys yeah they took credit they absolutely did and so then even though that was happening and the government said yep it was all signs point to this people in the corner are like I think the United States government planned this and here's my theories Mm -hmm. so like I said people just have the hardest time believing that the towers were able to collapse and can't understand the physics behind it you know they ask like should they've even should they've fallen over or Crumbling down to the ground. That looks more like um, an implosion that you would do in a movie. So, why didn't it crash to the left? Why did it go straight down? And people who understand steel from the
1: top and then the bottom buckled
0: under the weight. Exactly. And so, people came out with all these theories like, but the towers were built to withstand a 707. Mm hmm. Because 757s were not invented when the towers were built. Mm -hmm. Like, all of these things just come on, guys, they all add up. But here's where. A couple of conspiracy theories start to play in. Um, There was a Tower 7 that collapsed later that night at around 5 o'clock. On the 11th? On the 11th. So the Twin Towers dropped. Uh But then Tower 7 was like all kind of in that World Trade Center area. And at 5.02 at night, Tower 7 just hit the ground. I did not ever know that. I didn't either. And I kind of feel like such a jackass. Like, was I just chewing my head that day? You know what I mean? It was a, it was a day. Okay, so, like, was I just o'clock. not paying? Five o'clock, yeah. I had been crying and yeah. holding not family. Dead. It was a serious day in our world. So, people are, you know, claiming they heard explosions and then the tower fell. Mm-hmm. So, their mind, all of this was set up and tower seven just kind of fell too late or it right. should have gone down with everything. And so, um, excuse me, I have a little podcast hiccup. Um... Here's why people have suspicions about it. Building 7 housed two very important things. Uh-huh. The Secret Service and CIA. So that sparked some serious conspiracy Branches of. Branches of, yeah, yeah. Not the entire thing. Okay. They just, you know, the government, you know, wanted to take that down. I know, I see you kind of looking at me like, it's a little messed up, right? It's
1: messed up. And I don't know where this is going. I'm getting scared.
0: Don't worry. Um, a couple years ago, a report came out that said that due to uncontrolled fires by falling debris from the other main towers, caused a steel girder on floor 13 to lose its connection to one of the 81 columns supporting the building, and it caused a cascade of floor failures. So the, it truly did go down for legit purposes. But you know, people like Rosie O'Donnell came out on TV in 2007 and is like, I know how buildings work. This It shouldn't have exploded like that. Shut up, Rosie. Shut up, Rosie. Nobody asked you, Rosie. Rosie,
1: look, go away.
0: Yes. So then it kind of, so many things were happening leading up to 9-11 that it continues to compound into these theories that this world order of the Illuminati may really have been the ones that set up 9-11 to happen. So a theory um, that, or something that happened that led up to these theories is um, a couple weeks before the crash of the towers, um, United Airlines sold like like a record amount of stock Mm -hmm. and just dumped stocks on september 6th and september 7th mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so united is the flight
1: yep
0: Were <clears throat> the airplanes that were hijacked um earlier that year on april 27 2001 on an episode of johnny bravo if you remember that cartoon. that cartoon in a scene he is outside of a theater like ready to kind of like rumble with a guy and behind him is a poster and and the movie poster says coming soon and it is an action movie with two twin towers and a plane going through them. Stop it! No. no. Uh huh. It was just so crazy. So, like, is this something? Like, what is this? What are these weird coincidences? Uh huh. In 1994, Vice Magazine put out um, a terrible article stereotyping the clothes that terrorists wear. Uh huh. And depicted Beavis and ButtHead, everyone's favorite idiot cartoons, basically in hijabs, mm-hmm. piloting planes into the Twin Towers. Uh-huh. 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 I know it's crazy. Um, and so then other things that, you know, people were kind of questioning is that like, it was kind of called out on you know, the, the, not the radio, but like, yeah, the radio to tower and stuff on the day of 9-11, that the planes were being hijacked. Like why didn't somebody get up in the air and stop those other planes? Like, was there not enough time? Like did no one really ever get that call? Like, how did four planes get hijacked and no one was able to do anything to stop them? And I do think that that's government stuff. Do they have to decide, you know, do you go in and take down a plane or do you... You don't want to shoot it down with all those... You don't know where it's going to land. Like well, I with I, all those
1: innocent people on board. Exactly.
0: Wars. So I really don't think that that's a huge conspiracy theory when it comes to this stuff. Um, but everyone's main thing is, well, what would have been the Illuminati and everybody's reasoning for 9-11? Right. To go to war. Okay, to make money because they're mm-hmm. also war yep. machines. Exactly. So um, we are still in that war. And it sure. Is 2018, are. and here is a fact that if everything has blown your mind up until this point, you, I had to like put my pen down. Adults who went to the war in 2001, 2002 have kids today that are fighting the same war that they helped start. Oh,
1: oh, oh talk about my back hurting. Uh-huh. Isn't that, that insane? I just, the chills that just ran up my spine uh-huh. aggravated my my hurt muscles. Uh huh. And there's you know no reason what? we're in this war. There's no reason we're in this war. Uh, that is a devastating truth.
0: Uh-huh. It's
1: crazy. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: So I will say, you know, me, Herschel, Parker, and Matt all kind of have the same thoughts at the end that these are a lot, a lot, what? a lot of coincidences. Do I believe that it's Illuminati? I don't not. Not believe. I don't believe – I just – what do you do with all those coincidences and conspiracy theories? And I don't believe in the conspiracy theories, but, like, I need to Google that set of playing cards, I feel. I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to look out. at it later. It's fucked up. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. we should post some pictures of those, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I'm a little nervous to, like, post Illuminati stuff. <laughs> Guys, Google it on your own. Put it on your own IP. <laughs> um,
1: okay, FBI agents in there. Just heads up. Hey, Sean. <laughs> hey, Sean. Um, Rob, it's going to be okay, man. You know I'm just I'm cool. recapping
0: the show, Sean. It's fine. I will get back to crying at YouTube videos later. <laughs> um, fun fact, I do that. But anyway, that was Extra mates. There are quite a lot of other episodes they do, but they wanted to mix up their current event stuff and kind of talk about these fun conspiracy theories. I'm definitely going to go back and listen. I loved their banter. These guys were really fun and cool.
1: All right. But mates. also,
0: just head, uh, 9-11 is messed up stuff. Yeah, and get ready to have a lot of chills on your spine. They did a great job with this episode. Okay, all right, all right, Amy, um, take it on home. Do you want me to get weird? Uh, fuck
1: yes. I okay. I'm gonna preface this whole thing with sorry, mom. But I think I've missed my <coughs> calling awesome. in life. Yeah, and I'm too old. I'm past my prime. I no longer have an opportunity to become a sugar baby.
0: Um. That is going to be printed on my tombstone. Like my one biggest regret in life was to have never been a sugar baby. Um okay. I say that all the time.
1: I don't know what I was doing. I guess maybe in Kalamazoo, Michigan, there wasn't oh, the yeah. need. Oh, yeah. In St. Carlos
0: B.A. between the cow for fields. For sugar
1: babies or, you know, the sugar daddy community wasn't uh-huh. as strong in western Michigan Darn. as it is here in central Florida. You. But we, you know, you and I go out to bars and stuff in uh-huh. Orlando and we can spot a sugar daddy, sugar it's, baby date a is, mile away. What does Amy
0: Randolph love to say? It's, it's delicious. delicious.
1: <laughs> like, ooh, look over there. Like, you ooh, know ooh, what's ooh. going on. You
0: can see it from a mile away. Her dead in the eyes. Dead yeah. behind the eye She's look. stunning. Pawing her. Uh-huh. Yep. Her counting the minutes until she can go home and put on sweats and watch Jersey Shore. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you were so, made for this. So, I, I have a couple podcasts that... A couple? I have, I'm, I'm going to talk about two podcasts. Cool. And they're very different style shows. But ironically, last week, they both put out... Sugar Daddy episodes. That's amazing. So the first podcast is Death, Sex, and Money. Oh, we love that one. We do love it. I've talked about it before, um, but this one is called When Daddy Dates Pay the Bills. Ooh. And then later on, just as like a promo, um, the other podcast that I'm going to talk about is I Don't Get It. Oh, yeah. Which is a pop culture podcast hosted by
0: yeah, Bachelor
1: an- alumni Ashley Ankinetti, her sister Lauren, and their friend Naz. And they do just very... Um base, I will say, yeah. basic topics that, that they, they talk don't get about, but that they don't get. Um
0: and this week they didn't get sugar babies. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna jump back to death, sex, and money first. Oh, sidebar, mm-hmm. Ashley Aikenetti is a sugar baby and ABC is her sugar daddy. and <laughs> she doesn't fucking get it, I am happy to draw her a Venn diagram of how she makes her money. She is a kept woman. Yes by Mike Flies. Yeah. Ooh. Scary. Mm. Sorry, drink break.
1: All right. So Death, Sex, and Money, let me remind you, is um, in conjunction with WNYC Studios, Uh hosted by Anna Sale. It's very much, when you listen to it, it sounds like This American Life on NPR. Yes. Uh, Very much like that. They talk about different stories, but all relating to, obviously, Death, Sex, and Money. So she's talking to Lizzie, not her real name. Of course. uh, From Canada, who is a sugar baby, who meets her daddies on the website Mm SeekingArrangement.com. So... This is about a half-hour podcast, and she asks Lizzie a lot of questions and learns about how, why, and and what's going to happen next. So Lizzie, first of all, she she comes out and she asks a tough question right off the bat. Are you having sex with your sugar daddies? Hell yeah. And Lizzie says, depends. Depends on what they're paying her. Uh Depends on what the arrangement is. But typically, the arrangement is settled beforehand. Yeah. Um, It's a known expectation, or it's not before you even get to the date. So the thing I like about Lizzie is she really handles this as her business. Mm-hmm. So she said currently she has three daddies and she's pulling in about four dollars to $5,000 a month, oh. right? Now, by day, she's a copywriter. So she's doing this at night and probably quadrupling her salary. Yes, You know? And so she meets them, on, like I said, on seekingarrangement.com. And so a little backstory on that. So... Anybody, any female can sign up for free on SeekingArrangement.com. On it. She has to put put up pictures. And if you want any attention, you need to have a full body shot. Not nude, but at least let them see exactly what you look like. Men have to pay to be on the site. Mm -hmm. And they do not have to post pictures. Oh. Now, women can also, if you do pay, you get access to more information about the men. Specifically, like you could even background check them to make sure that they are who they say they are, oh, and that they do the job that they say that they do. So she said she didn't pay, but she, and the the way that she starts relationships too actually seem to me to be pretty common to how a lot of people start relationships off dating websites, which is that they match. You know, they can they're both kind of oh. looking for similar things, so they'll match. They'll begin talking on the website. It'll move to text message conversations. Yeah. They will arrange for a first date. She mm-hmm. says she won't do anything, you know, sexual on a first date. Yeah. That basically it's just about them meeting, seeing if there is, you know, if they can get along, if they enjoy one another's company. And then from there, she'll figure out basically how they want to pay her in the future. Yeah. So her, she can go either by a monthly arrangement Or a pay-per-date. Ooh. And, um, you know, she's using it to pay off her student loans. Um, The Anna Sale, the host, asks her, how did you get into this? Yeah. And she said that she actually, she was trying to make some extra money to pay down some debts. And she was a copywriter. So she actually started as a cam girl. (sighs) But didn't like it. Didn't make it very far at all. Definitely didn't feel right about it. And then kind of got into seeking arrangement from there. And then it's made a lot more sense to her. Um, so she's now, I mean, she seems to be fairly experienced in this. So she does have sex with some of the men and yeah. some she does not. And that, like I said, is is a prior determined thing. She also said in some of her relationships, she just doesn't feel the need to have sex with them every time she sees them. Yeah. She says, you know, there are some men that I see regularly that, um, we'll have sex, and so it's kind of an expectation. But if I don't want to, I don't have a problem leaving. Mm-hmm. Now, she also she says she really likes new sugar daddies. Guys, you're kind of doing it for the first time because she's more experienced, <laughs> she can and she them. feels the power and she feels the upper hand. Um, she also said, you know, she's very particular about her business. For instance, when you're paying per date, <laughs> it can be made clear. Yeah. Um, through the price and through the negotiation, whether or not sex is going to take place. Uh uh-huh. And she did say she was on a date with somebody once who part of the deal was going to be <laughs> later on in the bedroom. Really?
0: I he not and he went, Yeah, so they're saying,
1: fucking? Fucking. <laughs> like they were, part of the deal was going to be a fuck sesh later. <laughs> sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Do, do the sex. <laughs> they were going to do Jersey sex. Josie to do the sex. Do the sex. Um, but partway through the date, he said, you know, I'm, I'm having a really great time, but I'm actually not really in the mood tonight. And tried to pay her less. And she was like, no no, 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 no. Look, it's fine if you don't want to have sex, but you don't go to a restaurant, order the steak, eat half, and then say, and I'm only paying for what I ate. Yeah. Yeah, pay for what you ordered. You
0: got into an agreement with the restaurant that you are going to pay for what you ordered. For what you
1: ordered, and you will be paying me in full. Yeah. So, I, you know, good yeah, for on her. her. Um, she said that she doesn't date. She doesn't really have the time in real life to, like, you know, date for her own pleasure. But that she really does need to focus on making time for her friends to stay young. She's like, and also, so I don't have to be sitting there talking to old men all the time about, like, Bitcoin or whatever (laughs) it is that they want to talk about. I need to go talk to my girls sometimes. So then the host was asking her, like, what kind – who are these daddies? Who are these people? And she said – and this one really kind of – this kind of shocked me that – A lot of the men who have profiles will specifically say things like no escorts, no professionals. So they also want new girls. Yeah. They don't want I'm new. Yeah, I'm new <laughs> here. They, they don't want to feel, though, like they're dating a prostitute. They do kind of, it sounded to me like the men are disillusioning themselves a lot more than the women are about yes. what the situation oh, is. Oh, yeah, for sure. That they want to meet somebody who's not used to this, who. I mean, they can kind of sell off to their friends as, no, she's just a young girl. Right. And that they want, they, they, they're not just paying for the sex or the companionship. Men, I guess, I've not met any of them, no. but they there are men that get off on the power of, I am paying your bills, and so that you are granted a better life through knowing me. Uh-huh. And that is something that is really gratifying to the men. Yeah. And that she said she even one time was rejected by a man that she was meeting and she was out with for the first time. It was kind of progressing towards... You know what was going to be agreed to in his hotel room later, and he started telling her other sugar baby stories. So she felt comfortable and was telling him some stories, and he pulled back yeah. and said, "You know what, honey? You have too much experience for me. I like you, but you're gonna have Get to leave out. now. Here's your money." Would we be good uh-huh. for him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, very new. Well, so Lizzie's 22. Oh, and then no. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the all of the girls. Our children. Our children. They're they're babies for a reason. I don't think in many ways in my life can I any longer be called a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a career over a decade. Nope. I'm in my 30s. I'm not new at pretty much anything. <laughs> Just
0: I feel like once we're at our age, babies, cutie, exactly. all of those. Some guy one day was like, hey, cutie. And I was like, are you Are you talking to me? me? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, okay. I've stopped, you know, getting
1: my feathers ruffled over, ma'am, at the grocery store. Uh-huh. You know? like You still I, get mad with people card Cardi, though. I do. I I just because it's a hassle to reach, is to reach back in my purse. <laughs> Look, I'm nobody's virgin. <laughs> okay? Yep. Continue. Um, so, so yeah. So, that was the sex and money. Cool. It was more of a cut and dry one. It was super just interesting. Interview. But then, moving on, right after that, I was scrolling through my list, and I see... I don't get it. Their title this week was "Sugar Daddies," and I was like, "How about that? <laughs> it's the topic of the week." So they start off talking about you know all the regular shit, and then Naz brings up the topic because she talks about how um, she went to UCF University oh. of Central Florida, Sugar
0: Baby Central, here in Orlando,
1: Sugar Baby Central. She said that she was in a sorority when she uh-huh. went to UCF. And she knew plenty of girls oh, yeah. who were getting their books paid for, Ugh, their, yeah, spending money, gifts, and all of that from their sugar daddies. And that she Googled it, and I think it was University of Florida, UCF, um, University of Miami, and another school were, like, the top four schools, like, in the country for, yeah, like, number of sugar babies. Um, it's, it's like we said earlier, it's really prevalent. You see it around Orlando a lot. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's not a thing that I really even knew about other than as a joke when I was growing I up. I have seen
0: a Lifetime movie or two, right?
1: So they started talking about, you know, sugar daddies and do they get it? Would they ever get into a situation like that? And even sugar mamas and yeah. you know, uh, male babies. Okay. That's, That's like a, a sugar mama. I don't give a shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Someone pay my bills. Someone give me money. Yeah. <laughs> And talk to me, um, but they had two anonymous people call in, so they must have put out on their Instagram or whatever. Oh, that that's really this popular. Going to yeah. be their topic, you know? Tell us your story. So the first girl calls in, and both girls stay anonymous. By the way, though, Brandy slips up and says her name. <laughs> Stop it. it's so
0: fucking <laughs> Brandy girl. Wood. Brandy Wood. Okay, but this story
1: really blows me away, and I find it so interesting. So Brand- anonymous. Brandy. Brandy. Calls up, and she is in a sugar daddy, sugar baby situation, but she actually says she calls him more her cash daddy, because he's not getting any sugar. Oh. She's never more than lightly pecked him on the lips. He doesn't seem to expect her to, nor does she have any intention of giving him any sort of physical I'm sorry. If I attention, kind of looks affection. Like, it, like
0: we are in love. <laughs> right?
1: So and here's how – this is interesting, too. She didn't meet him online. She oh. didn't go looking for a sugar daddy. She is a baseball nut and no. clearly lives in Denver because she oh. said she was – she's a big Rockies fan. Got it. And she was at a Rockies game by herself, which she said is not unusual for her. She – 22-year-old girl and wanted yeah. to go to a baseball game. She was there. Um, she met this man. She knew off the bat that he was older than her. Mm -hmm. She describes him as someone who would be attractive to people his own age. Oh, so to us. So to us. So she said he was 32. (laughs) So like, us, the non-babies, may find him attractive. But for her at 22, it's like she knows that she could do better. Uh But she wound up getting into a conversation with this guy and he was blown away by her baseball knowledge. Okay. She probably is also hot. Probably. And he asked her... For her phone number, can I talk to you about baseball some more? And she said, sure. And she did say for the next year and a half, they created a relationship over text. She didn't see him again oh, for wow. a year and a half. And they were texting. They talked about baseball. Uh, became really good friends. She says they created an honest-to-God friendship. And then finally, he said, can I take you to dinner? And uh, she went, and she said, you know, like, I was kind of low on funds that week and thought, like, yeah, I could take a nice dinner. Uh-huh. So she went out with him. He brought her a nice dinner. And then he asked her out another time. And she went again. And this time he brought a gift. Ooh. He said, you said you needed a, a new workout outfit. Hope these fit. I'm guessing it's Lululemon. You know? Right. It's not LuLaRoe. And then the next time she saw him, he brought her a first edition book of something that she mentioned, oh. a book that she liked. Jealous. So she now is she sees him regularly and they've gotten to this point now where he pays for her gym membership every month cuz she said oh I want one and I can't afford it bam here it's yours nice she said they could be walking somewhere and she can go I like that purse bam it's hers she has a lot of luxury designer things uh-huh. her lifestyle is very comfortable he doesn't necessarily pay her bills, uh-huh. but she lost a job, and he said, "Don't worry about your rent for the next little while until nice. you're back on your feet. I'll just take care of that for you." So you, I mean, you're going to be very hurt anyway, or the loss of your job. Let me just take this worry yeah. off. So she said, "This has now been going on um, over about two years. Wow!" And he has never pressured her for anything physical, the sex. Yeah, the sex. Um, they've. She said she's pecked him on the on the lips one time. But that's not really unusual. She'll do that with any of her friends. Oh. Like, it just kind of happened. Yeah. It wasn't as a thank you for anything. Yeah. Um, and then she does say, though, that she doesn't – she won't tell her parents about this. So that's good. And so when her parents are like, where are those nice things coming from, she invents boyfriends. Oh. He also takes her on trips. He, well, he actually, he sends her on trips. He'll send her to go see the team play. Oh. Um, and – the only time they traveled together was he bought them a trip for the World Series last year. Got it. To, and paid for everything. They're $2,500 a seat tickets. <sighs> Oof. What does he do? Plus all the hotels. She said he's got a great job. Like, she's checked up on him. She said she's only been to his place once because she housed that for him while he was on a trip. Oh, that's funny. You know, like, it, it seems like he's pretty on the up and up, which leads me to believe that He has to be in love with her, right? Uh Like, who just gives money like this? That's what I don't understand. Whether or not he's asking her to return affection or any sort of physical attention, ah, I couldn't help, while I was listening to it, but think that she's got to know better. She has got to know. She is somehow breaking his heart. Yeah. He can't just be this generous. Especially
0: because if if there's about a 10-year age gap and he's like 32, 33, it's not like he's 47 yeah. It also wouldn't it be crazy if she was dating a guy in his early 30s who really had his shit together. Right. It's like – That's not crazy. So when I think of these sugar daddy, sugar baby situations at 34, I'm going to have to find like a 68-year-old at this point. Do right. you
1: know what I mean? But also, these other arrangements are mutually beneficial. Yeah. I'm not understanding this is what one-sided. he's getting out of it. Yeah. Unless
0: it's, he's one of those guys that like gets off on his – I'll give her a great purse. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's his Maybe jam. He jacks
1: off into it before he gives it to her. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you know, you did say, bam, it's yeah. yours. <laughs> I you know I, I somehow I feel bad for him. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it and I do kind I of do want to know more
0: about him. I want to get his perspective. Yeah, do they interview any daddies or is this just babies and just options? babies? See, that's where I think it needs to be like the young daddies. Yeah. It's also really fucked up that we keep saying daddy to each other. I feel like a really. So, I mean, from Vanderpump.
1: But that really is how they describe themselves. I know. They self describe
0: that way. No, it's just weird.
1: So, like the last girl that I, I want to talk about was also she called in anonymously Anonymously to I don't get it. And she is another um, seekingarrangement.com self proclaimed sugar mm-hmm. baby. She's had several sugar daddies over the years. She's still only 22 or 23. So how did
0: they how start long? when they were 16? I
1: hope they were 18 <laughs> because that makes it legal oh, at sure. least. But that she's been through several situations. She was telling some really interesting stories, but she's progressed now to become a sugar baby trainer. At twenty-two? At twenty-two, she's training new babies. She'll say things like, Girl, you know, check him out, make sure that he's really mm. there's too I guess there's a sugar daddy catfish out there. Oh for sure. That to, are not, you know, don't have the jobs that they say that they do. Um, she talks. She tells these girls like, "Go meet them for dinner first with nothing planned. If they try to fuck you that night, they don't have the money. They say they do. Oh yeah. And you know, don't do this. Don't. So it's about keeping them safe sure. and indoctrinating them in this world and making them more attractive and more uh-huh. able to please their daddies. But that that's even like a step too far for me. Like, are yeah. sugar baby trainers? I don't know. It's so but it's such a weird world, and there's a lot of dance around whether or not this is illegal. <laughs> You know, like the girl Lizzie from Death, Sex, and Money, she said that she self-identifies as a sex worker. Oh. She feels that other sex workers probably don't identify her as one, but she's aware and she's at peace with the fact that she trades her body for her living. Whereas these other girls, especially the ones that called into I Don't Get It, they really lean heavily on the fact that, of course, on the website and, you know, of course, on any sort of document, you're paying somebody to spend time with you escorting is not illegal. Correct. It's something about the flesh in the flesh that... (laughs) The biblical sense. In the biblical sense, laying with Mm -hmm. someone um, that makes it illegal. Frankly, I got to say, and I have had this belief for a long time, that I really don't think prostitution should be illegal.
0: No. I just, I I feel like... I mean, is that the thing that we're, like, literally laying on a sword for when there are other things out there that are way worse?
1: I feel like the biggest, uh, like, the conservative point of view is, well, like... um, uh, prostitution leads to adultery. You know, married men yeah. go get
0: prostitutes. No so it's they like, don't. Well, yeah,
1: but married men sleep with chicks for from free. From all the time. For, from work for yeah.
0: free all the time. So and, and not to discriminate. Women also do the same thing. Yeah.
1: And I think on the books in most states, adultery is still technically illegal, but no one ever gets prosecuted <laughs> for it. But then and here's so, the
0: flip side is that you can rape your wife in Kentucky and hit her with a stick that you make go right? find in the yard, totally. and it's totes okay. I just don't
1: really agree with the fact that you know, the and
0: oldest it, profession is the, the right.
1: worst. So we can do anything we want to each other in our bedrooms, but the exchanging of money for Sheesh. it now makes it illegal.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sold on that. I'm not saying that I would do it, but like I would trade my sparkling personality and conversation over dinner for some rent. I yeah, <laughs> I, I am definitely saying if I could turn the clock back to twenty. And I know Sugar Baby yes. was an
1: occupation option. I wouldn't have donated so much plasma in college. I wouldn't have slept those slept <laughs> those fucking two dollar beers at the bar for three yes. years in college. That's for damn sure.
0: you' we're going to say I wouldn't slept those two dollar guys.
1: God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm worth more than that, even in Western Michigan. Five dollars. make you
0: happy. <laughs> my dad always says twenty dollars is twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> what I got five dollars. So funny. Well, Amy, I think we concluded a couple of things today. What's that? Well, number one, we're fucking old. We're,
1: we're old. We're too old to be sugar babies. <laughs> too old to
0: be sugar babies. Too old for a bachelorette weekend. And <laughs> day drinking for days straight. Old enough. We need chiropractors. Like chiropractors. Dial. Massage therapy. No masseuse. Massage therapy. <laughs> That goes back to the sugar baby. Yeah. One is the good word, one is the bad word. I don't know, but. Happy endings. I'm going to go drink a chamomile tea and lay on my (laughs) My acupuncture acupuncture mat mat and do other old people things. I'm going to go pet my cats. (laughs) Well, we've got tonight planned. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining another brilliant episode of Podcaster Rewind. We hope you enjoyed. You know what to do this week. Listen to this podcast, rate it five stars in iTunes. Check us out on Instagram. Follow us everywhere. But no matter what you do at the end of the day, if you have sex, get money first. (laughs) And be kind. Rewind. Bye, guys. Bye.